Welcome to the Project Rook Podcast, your holistic pursuit of health and wellness. What's up, good people? Welcome to episode 19 of Project Rook Podcast. It's a TGIF edition, baby. No, it ain't thank God it's Friday. It's thank God I'm free. Free. Free to think. Free to act. Free to believe. Whatever it is, I so choose. So I'm thinking, I think I'm going to lock in Wednesday and Friday as my podcast days. Think Wednesday. I want to spend it more specifically about health. And then on Friday, more about wellness and overall success whatever that looks like to you um and so and i think that's what when i pondered the question what makes project Rook different because there's a lot of health blogs and health and wellness whatever whether it's podcasts or video channels and the most important piece i believe in this journey is the spiritual spiritual peace really doesn't matter what you believe in regard to quote unquote religion or spirituality but when you think of holistic health you, you just cannot leave that missing piece you cannot have mind and body without the spirit and so I kind of wrestle with whether or not or how deep to go in the spiritual aspect. Because most people, when they think spiritual, they they still are thinking religion, no matter what they say. But because most people are in direct conflict, when you really start speaking about concepts of spirituality and belief and vibration. See, you can't tell me you believe in spirituality, but when I begin to speak about vibration, you get spooked out. Um, and, and that's kind of today, I, I want to really kind of explore the metaphysical aspect of this thing. And if you don't know what the metaphysical is, it ain't deep. <laughs> okay, physical is what? Physical is is that uh, that you can assess with your senses, tangible. I can see it, feel it, smell it, right? And then meta just means beyond, higher. So that which is higher than the physical, higher than that with that you can assess with your physical with your senses. That's all it is. Spirituality. That's what metaphysical. So when you think about the metaphysical aspects, to me, every single thing comes back to the metaphysical aspect. And when you can understand that, then things, in my opinion, begin to make sense. So, and this is a strange place to get to. This is a very, especially if you have a background similar to mine. And my background is, I grew up in the church. Okay? I can remember when I started, although I was very young, we we got into the church when my stepfather came into our life. I was probably about five years old. And from there on out, 
we were in the church heavy. You know, the typical, you know, black family story, even though I'm mixed, um, of church all day, every day almost. You know, revival, Sunday school, Bible study, choir practice, two or three services after, like the whole nine. That 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 was the story. And although early on, no. Early on, I'm not going to say as a kid that I questioned a lot of things because I don't believe I did. But as I got a little bit older, I would say probably middle school age, some things were questionable to me. Um, I've seen a lot of crazy things in the church. I've seen the congregation get mad at a pastor because, (laughs) because he was preaching about how they were living. And they literally voted him out and called the police to have him removed. I've seen deacons, you know, almost come to blows and just crazy stuff that you would see. And I'll just be honest with you. When I hear people speak about why current day they're out of the church because of people and their actions and their hypocrisy, I get it. But real talk, that never affected me that way because I was always able to separate the people from the concept or the idea of God. So I just always believe, hey, you know, that's on them. They obviously ain't got it. They saying one thing, but they doing another. But it has nothing to do with me and my relationship with God. And I was always able to look at it that way. So I excused a lot of things and I overlooked a lot of things. But, you know, as I continue to grow, I think well, I'm going to tell you what I really think that saved me. I'm going to tell you what I think that what saved me from religion is because I really got serious. I really wanted to go deep. I really wanted, I saw it becoming a matter of formality. It was just something people do. You check it off your list. You say you went to church. Most people would stick their nose up and turn their nose up to other people. But the reality of it was they would go to church and the whole time that they were there, they were watching their watch, ready to go. Mad if they had a line, get in or out of the church. And it was something that they could post to say, the Lord is good, I went to church. Or it was something that would soothe their consciousness. Right? So I could, I know I can't, I'm not committed to really doing this thing fully. But if I get on Team Jesus, I can at least pray about it, ask for forgiveness. And I'm going to be good. I get some level of protection. And if I die, oh God, ooh, thank you. Whew, at least I won't go to hell. And I really did not want that. I, I didn't want anything to do with that. I wanted to be really serious about what it was that I was doing. I wanted my life to change. I didn't want a routine. I wanted to be better. I didn't want to go to church in 2010 and then four years later i be that same exact person and i believe that's what saved me because it caught it required me to constantly seek and i was constantly going deeper and studying and you know i wanted to read on my own i wanted to pray on my own i wanted to fast on my own i didn't want Every move that I made to have to be dictated by someone else because I'm being told it's about my personal relationship. So if it's about my personal relationship, why is it that I have to go to something outside of myself for that? 
So I did those things and it was great. It was really great. I got to a really great place. But then I hit a dry spell where I things just did not make sense. And it wasn't really about me questioning religion itself, although that was a piece of it. Things just, it, even in my life, it just didn't make sense. But more importantly, it was the results that didn't, that didn't add up. Like I couldn't see why was it, if, if this is the formula, right? And I'm following the formula. I've cleaned up what you told me to clean up. I've stopped living a certain way, right? I have, I'm no longer fornicating. I'm, 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 I'm doing my little tithes. I'm being a genuine person. I'm giving, I'm loving. Then why is my life not reflecting that? And why am I being led to believe that being less than, just barely getting by is righteous? And I, it didn't make sense to me. And then I'm looking around me. Again now, listen, and this is why I will talk. I will speak this thing the way I speak. And I'll talk the junk that I talk because I've been in this. I'm not one of those people who dibbed and dabbed, who saw a little bit, then got hurt, and then now just mad at the world type thing. And I ain't even mad at them. I think people have the right to respond to situations that they have encountered any way that they choose. However, I was in this. I've seen every aspect of it, okay? And maybe I shouldn't say every. Maybe I shouldn't speak in absolutes. But I've seen almost every aspect of this thing for almost 30 years. And I'm looking around and something ain't adding up, okay? You ain't going to tell me this is the key. You giving me the master keys. But everybody door that I look at, it ain't unlocking. Everybody supposedly got the master key, but their door is not unlocking. What's up? And I just ask God straight up. Like, look, it don't make sense to me. And I'm not talking about those half-steppers. I'm not talking about the people you know full of crap. I'm talking about there are some genuine people living some righteous, holy, whatever you want to call it, lives. And they still suffering, man. They still barely getting by. They still depressed. Maybe even suicidal. They're still unhealthy. Body falling apart. Sick. Can't get better. What's up? What's up, God? These supposed to be your people. Haven't you ever thought about that? Think about the countries. That are portrayed to be the lowest, the third world, those suffering from great poverty and famine. Don't you find it odd that a great God would allow that to go on? What do you think those people have done so much more horrible than Americans? I mean, my God, look at the history of America. Look at current day America. Do you really believe? Come on now, think about this for a second. Do you really Believe that those countries have done, done something so, so bad, so far gone beyond what we have done, that they will continue to suffer year after year, generation after generation. Don't you find something strange about that? 
And then we'll have our Bible thumpers that will say, well, they don't know God. They don't know Jesus. Really? That's what you think? Well, I would think there would even be even more reason for God to step in. I mean, if one doesn't know you and they've never been exposed to you, according to the church. All right. (laughs) Let me just put that in there. So the word has not been preached to me, has not been shared with me. Am I am I still held accountable for that? Am I still destined to damnation? I mean, I ain't hurt nobody. I grew up into in this, right? I ain't killed nobody. I haven't harmed anyone. I've just come into this thing. And this is somehow I found this to be my plight. Don't you find that strange? The least bit, just a little bit. Why God ain't come through for those people? Why all your grandma, loving grandma, pray her little heart out? Why God ain't come through for her? Now, let you tell it. He did. You know, she made it. She survived. She barely got by. She scraped and scrambled and, you know, it was enough to sustain her, yada, yada. Why God ain't come through? Why God allow all these other people living like hell, taking advantage of folks, taking their money, taking advantage of the, 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 the poor and the ignorant? Why God allow them to live so well and their children to flourish? Don't you find that strange? You ever question that? Oh, I forgot. Church said you don't question God. So I guess that's that. I guess that settles it. That's the end of, that's the end of it. Put a period on it. Boop. So, (laughs) this is where the metaphysical aspect comes in. This is where it all begins to make sense, right? This is where when I sit down and ask God, like, hey, 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 I need some answers. My mama told me some things weren't meant for me to understand, and I believe she was a lie. I know she meant well, but I believe she was a lie. I need answers. Answer me, because if I can't answer this question, I'm going to find myself in the same doggone predicament. If I can't answer this question, if I can't get to the root of this thing, I'm going to find myself being this good person. I'm going to find myself praying my little heart out. I'm going to find myself giving and doing all of that and still at the end of the totem pole. So, God, I'm going to need you to show up. I'm going to need you. I, I, I need. Come on now. What's up? So. Ask and you shall receive. I believe that more than, almost more than anything. Well, seek and you shall find. Seek. And you shall find and ask and you shall receive. I believe that wholeheartedly. I really believe if you genuinely ask, you will receive. I believe it. And I ain't talking about, you know, you know, about finances. I'm, I'm talking about when you, we talk about this TGIF, we talk about really being free. When you decide I really want to live a free life. Free from the bondages of this world, from the thinking of this world, from the actions of this world. You truly ask for that. When you truly seek that, you'll find it and you'll get it. I believe it. I've seen it. So I began to explore. I began to go deep. And I've shared before what really allowed me to walk into this is because I went on a 40-day fast. Or I should say after 
I went on a 40-day fast. That I set an intention. I set an intention. I always find it interesting that very few people who go to church actually fast on their own. And without being told. And 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 that and when you're able to come outside of this thing and look back, you find that you <laughs> let me let me venture off. Let, let's put a pause right there. I gotta tell this story. <laughs> so I got a call the other day. My mother was like, Wow, I wasn't aware that you was in a cult now. You were you were in a cult now. <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah? She said, Yeah, yeah, girl. Heard that you was in a cult now. I said, Oh, wow. Um, and I find it funny things like this. It, it doesn't even get under my skin. I just find it funny. So I wasn't sure where it was coming from. I'm pretty sure I ha- it had to have come from somebody in the family. So, um, I was like, well, no, no, actually I'm not. I used to be, I used to be, but no, I'm not anymore. So anyway, she's going on and she's kind of, you know, laughing about it. How, because I now post you know, a lot of things on my Facebook and I'm mostly, you know, a lot of my family members are friends on Facebook. Um, I do, I, I practice yoga a lot. And so, <laughs> so, so apparently someone told my mother that I was in yoga and, you know, yoga is a cult because we go and hum and we, um, what was it? Oh, we, we worship other gods. Yes, 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 yes. We worship other gods. And um, and I just laughed. And um, I said, well, when I look at the definition of a cult. Hmm. When I look at the definition of a cult, I would say the church is a prime example of that. Wouldn't you say? Persuasion. The act of being a part of something, a system of beliefs, of a certain ritual. You are bound to ideas and beliefs established by another that you follow the rules and regulations. I would say that was the, that would be the church all day long. And what's funny is. I just had to I had to share that because anything and everything that we don't understand we automatically demonize it. And I found that almost every single thing that the church taught me was bad and evil that the real keys to this life are directly connected to it. Directly connected. Crazy, right? All the darkness, all the evil, they got you walking around scared of numbers. You scared of 666. On one token, you acknowledge numerology, whether you realize it or not. You know, during certain years, you acknowledge number seven as a number of a number of completion. Like the church acknowledges that. So you so you pull from these concepts, and then at the same time you say it's devilish and demonic. All right. Anyway, (laughs) people are crazy. People are crazy. And no one has the ability, many of us don't have the ability to think for ourselves. We don't. We relinquished that a very, very, very long time ago. But anyway, let me go back. Let me unpause. Where was I? 
so we was talking about the the pursuit of really going deeper to asking God to kind of open my mind up to what it was that I was missing. And so when I set an intention when I went on my fast, pretty much just saying, um, God, open my eyes to the truth. I'm in a dry place right now. I feel disconnected. I really don't know. I don't even know. I really didn't even have. It wasn't like I had this long list of things that I was specifically questioning. It was just that I, I want to come into the truth and I don't feel like I'm there now. Open my eyes to that. And that's what began to walk me into this place of understanding of what is called enlightenment. What is called awakening. Really understanding who you are on this earth. And man, the pieces began to come together. I began to connect the dots. I began to see how... We played an active role in the results that we got in our lives. I began to understand the metaphysical aspect of the things that we did and the things that we believed. I've kind of drawn this out a bit too, 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 too long, too long. So let me try to reel it in a little bit. When I speak, when I think about the metaphysical aspect of life, It really is tied into your mind power. That you have the ability with your mind to really construct whatever you want. You have the power with your mind to make anything true. Anything. This is what's so crazy, powerful, and almost scary at the same time. You can make anything true. When you think about medical studies that are done and they have something that they refer to as the placebo effect. And a placebo effect is so they they do studies on medicines, right? And you have one group that you would give the actual medication and you tell them what the medication is for and boom. That's that's group A. Group B, you also give them a pill, but it has no medication in it, right? It doesn't have any active ingredient, maybe a sugar pill, whatever. But you tell them what this pill will do for them. And interestingly enough, the placebo group is able to have similar results sometimes better results, than the group with the active medication. How is that possible? They call it the placebo effect. It was their belief alone that gave that pill power that man couldn't give it. The placebo effect. And we all have the placebo ability to activate the quote-unquote placebo effect. So when when I look at those who I love who are still not getting the results that they want, it has nothing to do with God or praying or any of that stuff. They have violated and continue to violate universal law. 
What is universal law? Well, first of all, what is universal? See, religion is, it separates. Religion differs between, you know, based on location, because even within certain religions, you still break it up. Even within Christianity, you break it up into Baptists, into First, Seventh Day, Vengeance, whatever. You got your Kajik, you got your, what's the other groups that are that are in religion? My God, Catholic, um, Christianity, um, Catholics. I don't know. The list goes freaking on and on and on. That's another thing I never understood. I never understood how you could have one religious group and you could have Baptists and um, what's all the groups? Why is my mind going blank? What what do you? What are the other groups? Um, Methodists and um, Pentecostals and you have all these groups and everyone believes something different. And your belief or your standard of belief goes according to that group. But see, universal means applicable to all. Ooh. Ooh. That means you can't get away from it. It, it means it don't matter what group you associate yourself with, baby, it applies. It's almost like the law of gravity. Really doesn't matter what you believe. It's almost like <clears throat> the law of cause and effect. We call it different things. Religion calls it reap what you sow. Right? Some people call it gravity. But the point is the same. What you do comes back to you universal and that's what i try to explore when i thought about giving see reaping abundance ain't got nothing to do with you giving on 10 percent of church i'm sorry i don't care i don't care who believes it i don't care who doesn't believe it you can say what you want you know why you know why because i didn't seen your little poor self you broke self give all your doggone money for 20 years and you still broke so don't argue with me on this. Now, if that was in stone, if if that was the truth above all truth, your ass wouldn't still be broke. Telling me about a doggone 10%. And I, and I believe in giving. I certainly do. And I ain't going to sit here in front like I didn't get caught up in whole giving the church your money and doing all of that. And I, and I don't regret it. Because, and I believe I reaped the benefits from that because I truly believed it. I did believe it. Now, some people, we act out of obligation and then we act out of fear, which is why we don't get results from it. But I believed in it. I believed in what I was doing at that time. But many don't. Many don't. So, the act of giving, you're going to receive. Give and you will receive. Don't matter whether you where you put it or who you where you give it to. The act of giving itself is a freaking universal law. You can't get away from it. What goes up must come down. I don't care if you're in India. I don't care if you're in California. I don't care if you're in Africa. What goes up is coming down. All right, universal law. I love it. I freaking love it. So. When I started to break this thing down, 
I was like, oh, so this is how you can stay in a church your entire life. Believe or say you believe all of these things and still not get the results because there are laws that are being violated. Right. This is how you can say by his stripes, I'm healed, but your ass still sick because you don't understand the law of cause and effect. The law of cause and effect says that if I eat like trash and I think like trash, then my God, I am going to be trash. Ooh. <laughs> law of cause and effect says that if I think poverty, baby, no, that's law of attraction. If I think poverty, if I think lack, if I think I'm oppressed, if I think I'm a victim, then that's what I attract. Poverty, victim mentality, broke, lack. I attract that. That's the law of attraction. Like attracts like. So I can pray all I want. I can pray all I want. But the fact that I am thinking... See, I'm saying one thing through my prayers, but I'm thinking something else. And that's what the universe responds to. That was my light bulb that went off. Oh, the mind power. The metaphysical aspect is that the mind, oh man, like we are energetic beings. And there's a vibration that we put off into the universe. And that's what the universe is responding to. So when you see these areas of deep poverty, it ain't got nothing to do with God forsaking those people. Nothing. There's a spirit there. There is a vibration there. And it is generational that is being passed down. One year after another after another. When you see these people who you, we would say, quote unquote, living evil, living foul. It, had, it don't matter. Because they are following some universal laws. And as long as they continue to follow the universal laws and many of them believe in complete abundance. They believe in action the law of action they believe in the law of action which says that your actions must correspond and follow suit with your thoughts and your emotions so they're going to get results and they're going to continue to get results it's so it's such a dangerous cycle and i'll keep saying it you can get caught up in this whole revolutionary if that's what you want to call it movement anger bitterness all you want it's a trap it is a trap it's a trap from the pits of hell i'm telling you you better get out quickly it's a trap i see you can get into this these, this relationship talk that keeps going it cycles on and on and you're gonna find it that becomes your truth see when you think all men are some way that becomes your truth. 
When you think all women are some way, when you think black men are this way and black women are this way, and that becomes your truth. If you, when you leave the house, you just know you're going to be disrespected on the streets. That becomes your truth. You attract that. I know that hurts your feelings. You can call it victim blaming all you want, but you play a role. We all play a role. So in understanding freedom, true, true freedom. True freedom is understanding the role that you play in your day-to-day life. That beyond everything in this physical realm, there's a spiritual aspect to every single thing we do. I don't know if that makes sense or not. But that's the key. It the lid just just blew off for me because I under, I began to understand that my thoughts were controlling everything. Whatever I dwelled on. See, this is how abundance works. You have to be in a place receptive to abundance. You cannot be see there's a saying that what is it? Fear and faith cannot reside in the same place. So and then, and then so the, I think the religious translation would be if you're going to worry, don't pray. If you're going to pray, don't worry. You can't operate those two things at the same time. Well, you can, but you're not going to get the results you're looking for. There is something that you have to do in regard to how you think. So when you think about what attract your what attracts abundance, your first and ultimate goal, you got to figure out how to be happy. You have to figure out how to be there. You have to figure out how to reside in a place of joy. Don't you have you ever noticed when you're in a happy place, you start to feel so good and it just things like good things just start happening like today is my day like someone you know bought my lunch today then I came out I looked at my account I got my check early like if you've ever just noticed that it just it's your day like today is a freaking good day then have you ever noticed that you can start your day on the on 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 the wrong foot so to speak you pissed off you angry and by noon midday you like you know what it's one thing after another. You know, first I woke up late. Then the people pissed me off in the traffic. Then my boss did X, Y, Z. Then I came outside, had a parking ticket. You ever notice that? Because it's power. There's power in the place that you reside in. You got to figure out, one, where it is that you reside and two, how is it that I am able to keep myself in a happy place? That doesn't mean that I'm just going to necessarily be happy all the way, all the time. The key is self-awareness. Because once you are self-aware, you'll know how to pull yourself back in, reel yourself back in. I think Abraham Hicks refers to it as... Um. Your vortex, your space of receiving that that you want. You, if you're stressed out about money, if you're 
fearful of not having money. You, you cannot attract money from that place. That's fear. That's loss. That's lack. I even noticed things as small as when I first, first started working out, I had a fear of losing weight. I had a fear of losing my shape, my hips, you know, the typical, you know, when a sister work out, you ain't trying to, you know, <laughs> shrivel down to nothing. I had a fear of that. And that's what happened. Now, some people dismiss this. Even when the secret kind of blew up and the movie came out, it's like, that's just bullshit. You know, you know whatever. You're not going to tell me that just my thoughts thinking that, you know, it's got to be something more to it than that. And that's why it's considered the secret. Because it's so small. And it's so simple. Maybe not easy, but it's so simple. If you can grasp that, that your thoughts are in control of every single thing that is going on in your life. I am in control of this. The things that are happening to me and the things that are not happening to me. And the part that upsets people is is when bad things happen. Because... That doesn't make sense. If I get injured or hurt, right? Someone violates me. You mean to tell me that I played a role in that? On a deeper on a deeper level, yes. Yes. Unfortunately, yes. And most people will dismiss this entire concept because they can't get down with that. Like, you know, you're not going to blame that's victim blaming. It's victim blaming. Like, no, doesn't make sense. And that's fine. That's fine. I'm not here to persuade you one way or the other. I'm only expressing what I have learned has worked and what I've learned that hasn't worked. And I'm only expressing the pieces that have finally came together for me that have helped me understand the things that I didn't understand when I was deep within religion. I didn't understand why people could not get the results that they wanted. I, I couldn't understand that. And I'm talking about the genuine people who you knew was genuine, who you knew was kind and given. You, it, it didn't add up. Like if I'm riding for you, tell me to ride for God and I'm riding for God hard, giving it everything that I got. And, and I can't get any results from that. And the only thing that you can tell me is that some things you get on the other side, that's bull crap. Like, no, then don't tell me the earthly realm doesn't matter because if it didn't matter, I wouldn't be here. Why am I here? There's no balance there. If spirituality is all that matters, 1000% is all that matters, then I should have stayed in the spiritual realm. Why did I even come to earth, period? Why am I here? That doesn't add up. And as I last said, when you think about what's going on in certain communities, there's a standard that's being set of what we believe. When you feed people a belief that they are oppressed, that no matter what they do, they cannot get out of the clinches of oppression and racism. That they are pretty much doomed. When you plant that seed in someone's mind, you make it their truth. You don't make your statement true. You make <clears throat> you make that their truth. And that's what we get mixed up. Like, Rook, it got to be true because look what has happened. 
No, it's, it's not true because you said it was true. You made it true. You made this their destiny. Yeah, and maybe I shouldn't say that. They essentially made it their destiny because they have to adopt that concept and believe it and, and act on it and live by it. So they have, you know, we, we're not eliminating anyone of their own personal role. But again, you have the power to make anything true. You have the power to make anything true. If, just like superstition. If you believe that if you put an umbrella up in your house and you're going to get bad luck and you walk out and you fall in a bucket or your, your tire is slashed, you made that true because you believed it. You made it true. And it's just that simple. You have the power with your mind to make true whatever you want. And it's the same way. And, and I'm for real, for real. This this is what has birthed what we like to call white supremacy because the generations of whites who began to they created the word white in regard to race. There was no quote unquote white people. That word was created. And so and they created the idea that they were superior. And they embedded that into themselves, into their children, year after year. So it didn't make them so. But the fact that they embedded that into their, into their mind, they really believe it. And they did the opposite to everyone outside of that. Where you really believe. See, I will refer to white supremacy in regard to just in a, in, a, in a matter of context. So you understand what I'm saying? But no, I don't believe in no freaking white supremacy. Please. Please. Yeah, please. Come on. You have to stop acknowledging certain things. You have to stop giving power to certain things. When you acknowledge and believe that someone else is more superior to you, then you make that your truth. And on a deeper level, you actually believe that. The same thing with beauty. When we define what beauty is. <clears throat> whether we recognize it or not, we all have been programmed to accept what is beautiful and what is not, what is superior, what is not. So the power of belief works in the same exact way. I am trying to do that with my own child. I'm trying to build her mind power where she believes that she is the greatest, that she believes that she's unstoppable, that she believes that there is nothing and no one on this earth that can stop her. I would never feed into her mind the poison that, well, you know, you do remember that you're black now. Remember that you got to work harder than everybody else. No, you got to work harder than everybody else, period. Just because... You know, that's a recipe for greatness. But your belief is more important than anything. You can work hard all you want. But if you don't have the belief behind it, think of how many of our family members and ancestors that work hard. And came up and had nothing to show for it. So you can't just work hard. That ain't the formula. It's a lot of you working hard every doggone day and you don't you have very little to show for it. So just working hard is not the formula. Not only do you have to work hard, you have to work smart and you have to think smart. Think smart. Think. 
my mind is the most precious thing. I remember, was it last year or the year before last? I think some of my family members kind of got, kind of got in their feelings because they wanted to go around the, the, the room to say what they were thankful for. And everyone had, you know, they were thankful for the family and this and that. And it wasn't that I wasn't thankful for my family and my child and my husband and, and everything that was going on. But you know what I said that I was thankful for? I was thankful for my mind. And that might have sound selfish. Like, oh, you just thankful for your mind. But without that, I have nothing. That's why I take care of my body. That's why I push it to the limits physically. Because I want my body and my mind to know that I don't have any limits. When I start to feel pain, there is no pain. <laughs> like, what? Wait a minute. That don't make no sense. No, I'm trying to train my mind. Into believing that it can go further than, than it has been taught that it can. I can go further. The, mo- the first time that you are enduring something difficult. We'll use fitness for an example. Whether it's a squat. Whether it's a plank. The moment that you first feel that pain. That's your mind telling you that. I guarantee you. And I remember where I read it. And they pulled this number based on a study that they did. And they said the moment that you feel like you can't go any further physically when you're exerting yourself, you are usually only at 40% of your potential. 40. So that's why I take care of myself. That's why I eat well. Because I'm understanding that everything is energy and everything is giving off information There's some information that I get from the plants that I put in my body that opens my mind, that allows me to think a certain way, that allows me to simmer down and not be completely emotional and look at something logically. There's something that happens when I flush my system of toxins and chemicals that weighs it down. Right? I'm in training mode all the time. But the most important thing I have is my mind. If I don't keep that, That's why I can't listen to you go on and on and on about all of what's wrong with the world. I ain't got time for that. You go somewhere else with that. Because there's too much that's right with the world. I can't can't listen to you tell me about how black men don't love black women when I see so many who do. You look at that view. I don't want to look at that view. I, I don't want to see... About I want to hear about all of the black women who take advantage of black men and just want them for their money. Because I see those who are supporting, who are loving, who are being the anchor. So that's the view that I choose. You don't get to tell me the view that I choose. And the more that I feed myself with love, the more I see love. The more I feed myself with happiness, the more I see happiness. The more I feed myself of what's right with the world, the more I experience it. I see the goodness in people. I'm fortunate enough to be, again, I I mentioned before, to be around people who are doing very well. And, and, And a lot of them are white. And they're kind. They're giving. They're considerate. You have to change your view. If nothing else, take out a, a cloth and Dust off those glasses that you're looking through. And if nothing else, take them suckers off and step on them and crush them. (laughs) The mind. The mind. Your mind. Think of your mind as a radio. What what is the things that we see? What are these things that they're putting up? 
um, can't even think of it. You're receiving a signal. Think of the radio. Um, can't think of the antenna. Right? Not only are you sending signals, you are getting those back. That's the key to the universe. That's the key. So when I say prayer is unaffected for many people, it's unaffected because you're doing it wrong. <laughs> it's not unaffected. It's not is it unaffected or ineffective? I think that's ineffective. <laughs> it's ineffective because you are verbally saying one thing, but your antennas are sending out a different frequency, a different vibration. And so when you get that back, you're only going to get back what you sent out. Your words just vibrated. They meant they meant nothing. Does that, does that make any sense? The mind is so powerful. It is so powerful. And I can guarantee you, if you commit 100% to yourself, if you just made a commitment to stop looking at anybody else, do not complain about your children. Do not complain about your spouse or your mate. Do not complain about your family members. If you would focus solely on yourself, bettering yourself, and get it because that's really how you're going to help others. You cannot do that from the place of brokenness that you're in or the place of lack that you're in, the place of confusion that you're in, the, the place of instability that you're in. You can't really help anyone else. But if you would focus solely on yourself and your mind, reprogramming your mind, learning how to tap into a place of happiness and joy. I remember when I heard this concept. It kind of pissed me off a little bit. Because I was going through a lot. And it was like. So that's, that's the key. If I want to be better. If I want to attract abundance. I just need to feel good all the time. Really. Well damn. Don't you think if I could feel good I would. <laughs> like. That's what I'm trying to do. You know, I'm trying to feel better, but it ain't happening because this is going on. This is going on. And there were some times where I really was verbally trying to trick myself. Like I was trying to talk myself into it. So I was trying to like, yeah, okay, feeling better. You know, I feel good. I'm doing, I'm doing well. All is well. See, there's a problem with that too. And sometimes it'll seem like some of these things are, you know, contradicting itself. But so is life. <laughs> but you can't, it's balance. You can't be so far on either end of the spectrum. So tricking yourself into things that you truly don't believe is not necessarily the route either. It's the awareness. Acknowledge where you are. If I'm angry, then acknowledge I'm angry right now. I'm unhappy right now. I Maybe I damn it shouldn't be unhappy, but I am. Acknowledge where you are. And then try to figure out, one, why you're there. Two, how you got there. And three, how you can pull yourself out. It's very difficult to do when everything around you is the opposite of what it is that you're trying to be and what it is you're trying to do. 
It is very difficult. Not impossible, but it is very difficult. And sometimes, depending on how you live and where you live, you may not simply be able to separate yourself from those people or those things. So that's going to require a lot more work on your part. But it can be done. Because ultimately, no one, your brain is yours. It's in, it's in you. It's in your head. It's in your body. Your spirit is in you. You are your spirit. So it still can be done. may take a little bit more concerted effort, but it can be done. But the metaphysical, man, the metaphysical, it's, it's what I'll speak on. It's what, I, it's what I believe in. It's what I've been able to get results from. I've been able to understand how to really connect with this whole financial piece of abundance and how to and how you cannot attract abundance into your life from a place of unhappiness can't do it can't get there from there it just it just it doesn't happen man and <clears throat> even with, with with wellness and health you have to understand the active role that you play in all of it you can blame whoever you want to blame but if you are not at your best, there's a role that you're playing in that. And the mental aspect plays such a significant role to the physical aspect. When you think about, I can guarantee you if you are a person who, are, who is angry all the time or depressed, I can, I can almost guarantee you that you need to cleanse your liver. Because the liver is directly connected to those emotions. I know it seems, you know, I'm, I'm trying to throw just a little bit out, just diving. It just seems to be just a little bit like what? It don't make no sense. But, and I, I use myself for an example. I realized that a lot of my digestive issues, right, tied into my digestive system, clogged up colon, all of that was directly connected to me holding things in. So I'm one of those people, used to be, one of those people who would not say what it was that I was really feeling or thinking. Or I would say it, but only to myself. Like I would allow things. So I believed it was my job to keep the peace under all, at all costs. I believed it was my job to be the bigger person. I believed that. I really did. And so I would hold things in thinking I was being the bigger person. I would allow people to get away with a lot of stuff. Here it ties back to religion because God going to take care of it. And all of those emotions I didn't realize was bringing a, oh man, such a load of stress to those organs and to that, and to that part of my body. Had no idea. And as I've been able to release those things, as I've been able to become more vocal, depending on what you believe in regard to energy and chakras, and activating your root chakra, which has to do with, you know, communication. And, man, guys, I, you know, I feel so passionate about this thing because I've just seen the power in it. You know, I, I, I just see the power in it. I just see the freedom in it. It's so, 
I understand now why people gravitate towards the people we would call assholes or the people who we say have no filter, who don't give a, you know, <laughs> this or that. Like, I see why people gravitate towards that because it speaks to the person you really want to be. It speaks to the person who you really are. We're all free, free beings who have been suppressed, who have been held back who have been tricked into believing that being the lesser of us is most righteous and most admirable when it's so far from the truth. If me being who I really am offends you, if me being who I am is no, no longer makes me noble in your eyes, then the hell with you. <laughs> it really is that simple because there's so when I talk about stress and the impact of stress to the body, there's so much stress going on to our bodies that is tied to us simply not being who we are, just being who we are. Trying to fit even as and I'll speak on it from being a woman, you know, and I will read about what the ideal woman was and and I used to sit and think like and I never shared it with anyone. But I was like, hmm, my first reaction to that is not cool, calm, and collect. But I see that, you know, when you talk about this ideal woman who is, you know, very meek and mild and reserved and um, very soft-spoken. And I was led to believe that this is the ideal woman I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but this is what I was led to believe. You know, this is what the, the religious people would, church folks would, um, what you call it, would um, refer to as the Proverbs 31 woman, which is interesting because most church women that I know are the exact opposite. They just loud and, you know, over the top and, well, maybe I shouldn't say most. That's not nice. That's not nice. Let me retract that. Some. <laughs> Or far too many, I should say. But, and so, when I looked at myself, I was praying for for God to help me to simmer down to that point. Because inside, even though I may not have expressed it inside, I was the exact opposite of that. Like, no, I don't, no, I don't think I should be humble in that instance. No, I think that's some crap. And I thought I needed to work on that as I could, as I strive to be this, you know, ideal, humble, meek woman. Man, it's no good, y'all. Because nobody knows you better than you know you. And that's not to say that we don't all have things that we need to work on in regard to growing and being better. Life is about evolution. So I still strive to be better. I still strive to to balance myself in all aspects. It doesn't mean that you just are who you are and put up your middle finger, even though that is partially true. <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me, but I was so misguided with that. Because I wasted so much time trying to 
reconstruct myself into something that someone else deemed to be acceptable and appropriate and 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 whatever else you want to call it i was misguided with that that wasn't the key when i think of tgif man when i think of thanking god i'm free because i'm me now i am me and I am sure I have and I will lose, continue to lose a lot of people because of that. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay. I'm okay if there are some people that, it's so funny because my daughter was like, Mom, you don't have no social life. And, you know, that may be somewhat true to some extent. <clears throat> but there are some people that cannot deal with my views on certain things and they cannot deal with my approach to certain things and i'm okay with that i have just gotten to the point where history in my opinion in regard to time means nothing it means nothing i will not sacrifice who i am for anyone i will not compromise my purpose my passion who i am the core of my being for anyone and if I've known you for 20 years, you can be a family member. But if that's a problem for you, I'm okay with never speaking to you or seeing you ever again in my life. And there's no hard feelings. There is all love. I wish you well. I will continue to send love and light your way. But we can end it at just that. Get, get gone. And it's just that simple. Because I've wasted too much time. And that's what you got to really put in perspective. How much time have you wasted? Being and succumbing to everything outside of you. Everything that was pleasing to someone else. How long? How long have you done that? But better yet, how long will you continue to do it? When is enough a freaking enough? Like, where do you draw the line? Because only you can draw it. Only you can draw it. You can continue to be what's acceptable to your mother all you want. But it's your life. Well, I, I just want to be, you know, I don't want to be disrespectful. How the hell is you being you being disrespectful? How are How is it that you walking in your truth being disrespectful to someone? And if it is, they need to check themselves. Well, you know, I just want to make sure... I don't want them to like we think so much more of other people than what we think of ourselves. Like. Why? Why is the thoughts and opinions of someone else more important than the thoughts and opinions of yourself? And that's what I'm all about. That's what freedom is all about. I'm going I'm, to I'm wrap it up. That's what freedom is all about. Man, I, I went way long today. But. I just feel so strongly about it because it's. I feel good. I feel good. And when I say that people assume everything is, you know, man's definition of perfect in my life, but it's not. But I just, I'm such a good place. I'm in a better place than I've ever been in my life. I am, I am spiritually stronger than I've ever been. I'm physically stronger than I've ever been. I'm mentally stronger than I've ever been. And it feels good. And I just feel like if people knew, like, I, I want to sing it from the rooftops. And I won't because I know we're all in different places and we all have to get to where we're going on our own accord. And that's if we even decide that that's where we want to get to. 
But life don't have to be the way you you were taught it was to be. Friday don't have to be doom and gloom for you. Friday don't have to be your only saving grace. Every day can be a day of freedom. Every day can be a day of joy. I don't care what's going on in the world. Doesn't mean that you're supposed to fall apart. Do you realize how important it is for those of us who have decided to develop ourselves to play our role? Because the earth needs balance. We need balance. Everybody losing their damn mind. Everybody having a nervous breakdown. Hair falling out. Popping freaking pills. Can't sleep at night. Stressed out. We are the balance. Those of us who have decided to work on ourselves. To build ourselves. To grow ourselves. We. We are needed. So no. I will not be who you want me to be. I will not fall apart. I have what it takes. I was built for this. For this time and this moment right now. I came here for this. And I'm ready. And I'm willing. And I'm prepared. And I ain't scared. And the moment that you release the fear. You then open the door to freedom. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot. I don't care what you do. And I don't care what you believe. If your beliefs are based on fear. You cannot walk. Into a place of freedom. You can't. Can't happen. Can't happen. It can't happen. And you say, well, how? How do I how do I rid myself of the fear? One day at a time. One day at a time. You got to be open to challenging your thinking. You have to be open to challenging what it is that you've always done. You got to be open to challenging that. And then you have to stop dismissing the whispers. You have to stop dismissing your inner intuition that speaks to you that you have been told is the devil. Girl, devil got in my mind, got me questioning things, girl. No. No. (laughs) No. And even if you want to believe that it is some other thing that's causing you to think a certain way. Why? Why is it being allowed? It's for a reason. Things come to you for a reason. Ideas come to you for a reason. Questions come to you for a reason. That's freedom, man. Freedom is the ability to explore questions, to ask questions, to consider, to speak your truth, to live your truth, whatever that is. And this is why I don't have a problem with anybody, even racist. I don't. I'm sorry. Because that's their that's their freedom. They are free to look at me and not like me because because of the color of my skin. That's their problem, not mine. They are free to do that. See, when you become this is how I know people who are really walking in their freedom because they extend it to others. It's not one sided. When I say I'm free, I'm going to extend that freedom to you. So if I want freedom to think and to be the way I am. And the way I choose to be, then I'm going to extend that to you. If your freedom happens to be racist, happens to be bigoted, then you have every right. I'm not not looking to silence you. Nope. You know why? Because I don't want you to look to silence me. That's what I believe in. Everybody's free to live whatever life they want to. You can say whatever you want to say. I want you to let me know that you don't want me to support your business because I'm black. Please let me know that. I have no offense to that. I'm not going to put you on blast. 
I'm just not going to shop there anymore. Thank you for letting me know, bro. Good looking. Because I, I need to, you know, divert my dollars elsewhere. I appreciate it. You do not have to accommodate me. You're not required to do that. It'd be cool that we all could realize that we have more in common than we do, than we don't. Right? That we are more connected, that we're all connected as beings. Every single one of us are linked. It'd be cool. It'd be a wonderful place. But if that doesn't happen, it's not, that's, that's not my problem. That's yours. You got to live with that. See? Again, universal law applies to everyone. So they will attract what it is that they're putting out the same way you will. And that's why I attract freedom because I'm going to continue to put it out there. Self-love, self-esteem, self-accountability, power. Ooh, love that word, power. So that's all I got. The metaphysical, the metaphysical is where the master keys lie. Universal laws where the master keys lie. Freedom. Freedom is where it all lies. So you ain't gotta thank God it's Friday. Don't don't strive to thank God it's Friday. Nah. Gotta be bigger than that. You got get to the place, strive to get to the place where you can thank God you're free. Not only in words, oof, but in thought and in action. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. Until the next time, y'all. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Project Rook Podcast. Remember, you are your greatest assignment. Until next time.